I should have known better than to allow myself to go out after that. Hey, this is Michelle Spiva, and I want to welcome you to today's podcast of Wisdom Smack. So join your practical priestess of wisdom as we talk about the three G's that can get you into trouble. I'll see you on the flip. It was my hominy and homiletics class, and I was back off of the podium after having done my uh, speech. That's what I'm going to call it. And the professor, one of my favorite at the time, so Dr. Lovett, if you're out there, what's up? (laughs) And I remember he took the podium and he leaned in and he told us, he says, now, I want you guys to never forget the three G's. And I said to myself, the three G's. And he gave this little smirk and, you know, a little side laugh. And he said, yeah, that's going to be the guys or for some of you, the girls. Uh, Well, no, he said that reverse. I'm sorry. The girls or for some of you, the guys, the gold or the glory. And then he went on to teach us one of the most valuable lessons I have had in life. And I was like, you know what? I think this is a really good wisdom smack to share today. And if you're listening to this and you've been trying to figure out uh, what it is that trips you up or why you see so many people get tripped up when they get in the spotlight, they might get a little um, notability or um, a 15 minutes of fame. You can usually track it back to one or a combination of these three. So let's get into it. All right. So the three G's. Uh, after college, my um, I went directly into seminary uh, to get my uh, first master's degree. And at that time, it was a grueling, grueling uh, process. And I went full time and it was still grueling. And this class was one of the classes that you took at the end of rotation and everyone needed to take it, no matter if you were going into counseling, if you were going into education, um, pastorship, um, missionary, whatever it was you were you were doing, because this was a seminary that I went to, by the way, or even if you were just going to, you know, be a biblical scholar and teach in university, you know, or chaplaincy, which I was kind of like more looking at at the time. Uh looking towards the military. Yeah, y'all, I don't know what I was thinking. But anyway, um, Dr. Lovett gave us this this talk. And of course, I can't remember everything he said, but I can tell you um, the gist of it. And I can tell you the sage wisdom that is contained in it. So first and foremost, what people don't understand is what you can't see is more important than what you can. And there is there is this stuff you can crinkle your nose up at it if you want to, but it will, it'll dog walk you if you, if you don't pay attention to it. And that's this little thing that we currently call subtle energy. And subtle energy is that invisible energy of people. It is that low vibrational frequency hum and energy that we emit individually and collectively. It is part of the spirit, the, the zeitgeist, the heartbeat of a people and it can be vicious or it can be loving. And one of the things that I was not prepared for until 
Dr. Lovett was so gracious to share this with us was that the more you get attention put on you, the more of this subtle energy is directed your way. And because of that, you have to be prepared for how you handle it. Whether you want to look at it as your ego, your id, whatever, it is going to have an impact on you and you need to be ready for it. And at the time, he was talking about this in relation to public speaking. He even said that the reason why some people don't like public speaking and fear it even more than death is because of this very phenomenon that happens. And he talked about the drop. Okay. So have you ever had an opportunity to do a presentation, a talk or whatever, and whether it went good or bad, as soon as you get through, you're relieved, but then you walk off the stage or walk away or whatever And then this drop happens. You second guess, did I say something stupid? Uh, Did I just, uh, um, in today's society, did I just uh, commit digital murder on on my reputation? And all of these things start rushing in and you start wondering, was it good? Did I, did I do a good job? Uh, did I offend anyone? And all of these things happen. And he said, this is the point where you are most vulnerable. And he said, the more you do this type of work, meaning you put yourself out there, the more it can become overwhelming. And uh, he gave us cases in point. At the time, Michael Jackson was still alive and he talked about his case. And he said, he's a classic case of what happens. He said, we call him the king of this and we look at him for that. And the man is a prisoner in his own self. You know, he, he said he his counsel of people around him uh, is not the normal counsel of the everyday person because there are more things to take into consideration about what the world thinks about him, not just a certain amount of people, but the world. And he said, what you're doing, what you're seeing is subtle energy at its best. Uh, not, not at its best, at its uh, most potent at the time, you know, our, 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 at that time. And, and so what ends up happening is when we have this dip, this drop in our psychic defenses, if you want to call it that, depending on how your ego is set up, meaning what you need to feel fulfilled as a person, as an identity, uh, rightly inhabiting this meat sack that we call a body, it can affect you in these three different ways, or like I said, a combination of the three. And so let's take them one by one. He said, so for some people, it's going to be the guys or the girls. And he said, you'll quickly know. He says, it could be anything from wanting to be held or even having your libido go out the roof of where you just need that psychic connection of another human being with you. He said, you see it all the time with roadies, uh, not roadies, excuse me, not roadies, groupies. Oh my gosh. Roadies, they do great work. Sorry about that, roadies. Uh, groupies. <laughs> and um, and he talked about how it's you know, people that are performing, whether it be um, uh, music acts or athletes, or speakers, comedians, you name it, 
they all contend with this. And he says, you can tell quickly the ones who this is their vice. Yeah, we're going to be talking about vices and virtues in a minute. And he said, so you have to really be careful about that. And he even said, now in our world at the time uh, of this, um, they had people who in the secular world, it would be considered bodyguards. But in the this other world, <laughs> they called them armor bearers. Isn't that cute? Armor bearer? Yeah. The same thing. And he said, these people are not just there to keep people away from you. He says, no, they're there to make sure that you, you, that they protect you from yourself first and foremost. And then they make sure that the type of people that get into your space, especially at this vulnerable time of just coming off the stage and coming down off of that supreme high of receiving all of that subtle energy that you've been getting, that you don't let the wrong people in that either will prey on you or that will lend and feed into your depletion and your need. Because these three things are, are going to be your vices. Okay. And so he said, be very mindful of that. He said, if you're married and if possible, have your spouse around to fulfill that need. If you're not married, have someone uh, that is a morality code for you who becomes a gatekeeper so that you don't fall into this. And he said, because of that, they, they call it the guys or the girls, but sometimes it's not the physical body. Sometimes Depending on your ego and and even your personality, you might not want people around you, but you may want something else. And that's going to be an elixir of sort. And he called it the sorcery. And I loved that. Dr. Lovett was prolific in his his ideas of uh, how to convey things to us that would stick. And so for him, sorcery were spirits and drugs. And when he said spirits, he was talking about drinking. And he was like, be careful also that you don't retreat into the bosom of sorcery, uh, where you might not necessarily crave, you know, the sex or the comfort of a person, but you might want to continue the feeling to, you know, not go into this deep dip that you experience. And so he says, you might self-medicate to try to recreate that from a false sense. He says, so beware of that. So, okay. So we've talked about the quote unquote guys or the girls as well as the sorcery. And just understand that you could possibly be a person who likes it all. That is another reason why there is a famous tagline that says um, sex, drugs, and rock and roll. So think about that. The next one, uh, and these are not in any type of, uh, type of order. The next one is the glory. And when he talked about the glory, he was like, I really want you guys to check yourselves. He says, because this is the one that trips people up the fastest. He says, because it can make you believe that you are way better than you are. And he said, the glory is that person who needs the constant praises of the people. And he said, the, the glory is that person who thrives on and listens to the affirmations. And so uh, he, he talked about how these famous people who have been able to sustain their fame and not let it eat them from inside and destroy them. Uh, he said, you need to make note of this wisdom. And that wisdom was you, tra- you treat the praise and the criticism the same way. None of it matters. And he says, because if you don't watch it, 
He said the sweet finger of glory will caress you and lull you into living for the puffery of getting your ego stroked and that you'll continue to do things to the point where you lose yourself and you move into buffoonery and you catch yourself doing stuff that you would have never thought you would have done. But because you were now being led by the Pied Piper of glory to be magnified, to, to think great, have people always think great things about you, never willing to be vulnerable, to be wrong, and to not look perfect, he says, that'll get you too. How many times recently have you seen Twitter beefs and Instagram meltdowns from people of either notability or notoriety who you now, that we're talking about this, you can clearly see that they're having some glory issues, that their ego is perturbed and having a tantrum because they're getting bad press or someone criticized them and didn't just sprout their praises. And I'm going to be the first to tell you that that junk really does hurt. When you have done something and put your all in it and someone has the nerve to just say, yeah, it could have been better. And you've devoted months of your life to perfecting this, to entertain their ungrateful selves. (laughs) <laughs> All right, can you can you kind of tell which one I have to deal with? Anyway, um, <laughs> yes, you have to be aware of that. And by this time, when he was having his conversation with us, he says, "Mark my word, there are going to be some of you in here that says none of this stuff affects you." Because, and he said, "Because you just love the Lord." <laughs> and, he, and he said, "Are you going to be the main ones that have a problem with all three? And he says, "So don't despise this. The simple." but deep wisdom. And I'm going to tell you, I'm thankful. We're still going to get to the last one. I haven't forgotten, but I am thankful to Dr. Lovett to this day, because had he not broken that down in that, that faithful day of homiletics, I would have been like, what is wrong with me? But because I knew what to expect It lessened it. It didn't alleviate it, but it lessened it because when you can understand something, put a title on it and things, you can claim management and control over it and it's not as bad. Because I'm going to tell you, if you put yourself out to the masses on a regular basis, you're going to be amazed at what comes out of you that you didn't know lived in a dark corner in a crevice of your soul. You're just not. You know, I have been tempted to actually open up a service for YouTube stars or what we are now calling handheld celebrities, meaning the people that you consume on your uh, phones, whether it be YouTube, Instagram or whatever, because this is actually becoming rampant that the three G's are taking people out left and right. And that's another reason why I'm putting this out here. So I'm going to I'm going to do something I don't normally do. And that's, that is if you happen to be listening to this and you know that someone can benefit from this in what they do for a living, you know, meaning they put themselves out on the world stage daily and they may not have a handler uh, and people well versed in this area. Pass this uh, along to them. Yeah. Put it on Twitter. You know, share this link with these people because just even this little understanding can help them a lot because we are now living in the age where the internet never forgets and it never lets you forget. And now things that would have been well forgotten 10 years uh, ago, 
have come up to take down people in the best sniping uh, behaviors I have ever seen in my life. I'm like, why would you expect someone who was 25 uh, at the time to be the same person at 40? And yet still, you are judging a 40-year-old based on what a 25-year-old did. And then looking at the destruction to that person's being and soul because they are now having to deal with these three G's working on them because the subtle energy of the world mob has come for, for their flesh, for their necks, okay? So glory, that's the, that's the insidious one. You gotta really watch out for that one. And the next one is the gold. And this one, um, I don't wanna say it's genre specific, but the best examples I can talk about are uh, hip hop culture right now. When you have to put stacks of dollar bills on either side of your shoulder and sing along with it, and you're talking about your existence is tied to how much of that paper you can collect, yeah, you got a you got a gold problem. And with that, the gold for a lot of people can get folks in major trouble because that one, more so than many of the others is a straight shot to jail. <laughs> so when I talk about the gold, uh, you you see um, you you see this happen often where it may or may not be the person who is generating the monies. But when you hear about the IRS in America, you know, the um, Internal Revenue Service in the U United States going after someone who hasn't paid taxes in X amount of years and they look like little deer in headlights and they say things like, well, I told my accountant to do it um, or, or whatever. The IRS doesn't want to hear that. But then there are those people who you know and they know that they did everything they could to get around that and it comes back to bite them. And this is not a case of greed. This is a case of the allure uh, and the enchantment of the gold. Now, I just finished up a two-day series talking about uh, bright, shiny objects. And I'm going to tell you, it, gold bugs are real. And if you get compensated handsomely for what you do as a person, you got to be careful for that as well, because once you're on, you're on. And when you come off that stage or you come off from that court or you come off from doing what it is you do and you are putting your hands together, like T.S. Madison would say, run me that mean, you know, give me my money, give me my coin. You got to be careful. Uh, someone who was famous for this, that this was her clear G was Aretha Franklin. But it wasn't because she started out that way. It was because people were stealing from her. But they said Aretha Franklin was known to take her purse on the stage with her. And if she played on the piano, set that bag right next to her. And it could be thousands of dollars in cash in that bag. And that she was like, pay me, pay a sister. <laughs> so it's not funny, but it, it does have a bit of whimsy to it. But the people who this is their vice where it's about the goal, you really have to be careful that you don't let the goal dictate what you do. Because like the glory person, you can easily quickly become a caricature or, or a buffoon of yourself based on the money that is dangled in front of you to do stuff. These are the people who 
uh, folks say they've got a price. These are the people that they become the dancing monkeys, if you will, for uh, for the sake of the coin. And so if that is you, you got to be kind of careful about that because that gold is a fleeting thing. It is not what constitutes what makes you successful or not. And if you ever get those two streams, like they say in Ghostbusters, don't cross the streams. If you ever get those two streams of who you are and your value with how much you can command or make, it's going to be a real big problem. So be aware of that. And with that being said, I want to take the last part of this to uh, talk about the the vices and virtues around these three G's, okay? So first of all, what is a vice? And uh, the dictionary talks about the uh, a vice as being a flaw or an infim- uh, or infirmity, like it's a weakness, and it's not necessarily something that's um, that has a condemnation to it. But it's it's kind of like you have an immorality, a depravity about you, uh, or even a defect. It's it can even be bad habits, like. What do we talk about uh, cigarettes and vaping? We call them bad habits and, and, you know, vices. So there you go, right? And so because of this, I want you to understand that we are truly humans who have virtues and vices. We are not all the way perfect. And so the first thing is, is do not ever discount the power of these three G's in your life in whatever you do. And it's not just for people in the spotlight, by the way. If you hold a position at work, whether you have subordinates or if you are the star employee or whatever, you're susceptible to this as well. You know, there is a reason why people have a fear of being seen because somewhere I believe innately they know that these three G's are waiting to test them. And the thing about the three G's, they never give up. They don't test you and then say, oh, you good. Mm -mm. They never let up. They never go away. And so you have to have this ongoing knowledge. And I will say this, that if one doesn't get you, another one will try you. And so don't just think, oh yeah, I got to work. I got to, I got to, I got to be on the lookout, you know, for that money thing. And then you're sitting around and all of a sudden you find out that you can't stop cheating on your spouse whenever you go to work or whenever you get the chance to go, um, on a conference, or it might be uh, that you like to quote unquote party when you go away because you can't do that at home. But because now you are the life of the party, then you really get to party, quotes intended. <laughs> so just be careful of that. So let's talk a little bit about the, the virtues. And I like Aristotle's way of explaining virtues the best. And he said, or he defined a virtue as that point between a deficiency and an excess of a trait. So a virtue is the sweet spot between that fault and that superior fault. <laughs> okay. So Virtue, it actually stands for valor, excellence, courage, and character, or even worth. And virtus, virtus means manliness or man, but I am not trying to say that virtue is for men only. It's just, I'm, ta- I'm, I'm giving you a little bit of the etymolo- etymology of the word. But with these virtues, um, I want you to have faith because it's not all bad. So we can talk about the three G's that you have to be on the lookout for, but you can also talk 
as much about the seven heavenly virtues. Now, this was um, coined uh, by Aurelius. Uh, I think it's like in the 400, yeah, 410 uh, common era. Okay. And these are the four heavenly virtues. And um, it was in a book called Battle of the Souls or uh, Psychomachia. Psychomachia, I think. Let me look at that real quick, you guys. Yeah. Okay. I had it in my notes. Uh, and it's it's really kind of like a, um, a battle between vices and virtues. And here, this is what he called the seven virtues. And those seven virtues were or are chastity, temperance, charity, diligence, patience, kindness, and humility. And so chastity being love, temperance being self-control, charity, I mean, I'm sorry, chastity uh, being chasteness or purity, temperance being balance or self-control, charity being love, and then diligence, patience, kindness, and humility. And so I was like, like, okay, <laughs> the seven virtues Oh my gosh, they're they're cute and all, but you have to really work on those bad boys because the vices, whoa, the vices seem like they have all the fun. And so just be aware of that. Now, I want to end this by uh, saying uh, that I don't want you to look at this as a good versus bad. And that was the only takeaway that I had from having years to reflect on that lesson Dr. Lovett gave that um, Harmony and Homiletics class way back when. And that was to not look at things as good versus evil. There is this this, this young man out who is... um, into his heritage from Africa. And he talks about this little phrase he has currently now that's kind of taken off and it's called fear and fancy. And he said, so from the motherland, instead of looking at everything as good and bad, light and dark, he said, more so look at it as what are your fears and what are your fancies? You know, those fears are your vices and that fancy is your virtue. What, what is the fantastical that you can do to overcome the fears that lurk inside? And I thought that was really a beautiful way of looking at this. And so if something that I've said about these three Gs, if you know, if you've noticed something about yourself, that maybe when you go to a party and you're the life of the party, that when you get in the car and look over at your significant other, you get a little frisky and you want to be more adventurous, you might be in that that guys or girls uh, kind of category. If, on the other hand, you want to relive the night and have them puff you up and tell you how brilliant you were when you cracked this joke or that joke, or you want to continue on and have everybody come with you to, um, now in Atlanta, we have Waffle House. (laughs) And you want to go and pay for everybody to uh, have Waffle House on you so that you can keep the flow of goodwill and love. You know that, like I told you, that subtle energy is powerful. You want to keep it going? Yeah, you might have, you might be a glory bug. And if you are uh, the one that when you get in the car, you're like, yeah, I was on the night. I, I, I should, I, I should figure out a way to get paid for what I do because I was the life of that party or whatever. Yep. You are a gold bug. And so don't think that this is your only lane. 
you have to always be uh, attentive to all three of them and their offshoots because they are many. And be understanding of yourself and patient with yourself. Don't beat yourself up if you slip and fall. Don't beat yourself up if you miss the mark. But what you should make sure that you are doing is to be serious about not letting it get too far. Because I'm going to tell you, once these vices have you, they don't give up easily and they like to pile on. And you'll look around and all three of these areas are working hard on you. I like to look at it as they're sitting in the corner plotting your demise every day. You know, truly trying to see how much of this flaw can we exploit in this person. But remember, don't beat yourself down about it. You know, I like the way this young man, I think his name is Jadena. Yeah, Jadena. I like the way he talked about instead of good and evil, looking at it as your fear and your fancy. Because yes, we do all have a weakness or weaknesses. Yes, none of us are without fault. So much so that that's where we got to get that word sincerity from. Uh, when a person did a piece uh, uh, of art or clay work, the art, uh, uh, the artisan would try to make the piece as good as possible and without flaw. And when they would sign it, they that's where we get that sincerely as the way you sign something uh, from, denoting that. To the best of their knowledge, they tried to do it with as much virtue as possible. And thus, that's what I'm just going to ask of you, that you live a sincere life. You be aware of the subtle energy that's out there feeding your ego. And when it's withdrawn, when you step away from the spotlight, when you step away from the adoration, when you step away from the sunlight, be aware that the three G's are waiting to get you in trouble. So guess what? Yep, my time is up. I do want to thank you for yours. This has been Michelle Spiva, your practical priestess of wisdom with another podcast of Wisdom Smack. So you know what to do. Check the show notes, support the podcast. Thank you so much by using our Amazon link at michellespiva.com forward slash AMZ. And that's going to do it for now. I am going to see you guys tomorrow. Bye. And that's going to do it for today's podcast of Wisdom Smack with Michelle Spiva. If you like this podcast, please help us get the word out. Like, comment, subscribe, and even share. And if you really like it, please help us continue to get the word out by considering using this show's link for Amazon. So when you want to go to Amazon and you do all of your general shopping, uh, please use michellespiva.com forward slash AMZ. It's simple as that. It doesn't cost you anything extra. And this show might receive a little bit of commission that will go towards helping to further get these episodes out to you and to others. So thank you so much for listening. This has been Michelle Spiva with Wisdom Smack. Bye.